In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. Happy Monday Thursday. I used to call it Monday Thursday growing up as a kid. I didn't understand this term, Monday. What is this all about? What does this word Monday mean? Monday is from the Latin commandment. Jesus gives a new commandment to his disciples tonight. As we are living out the life of Jesus this holy week, as he prepares to go to his cross and to his glorious resurrection, he sits down with his disciples and he does what I love about God and the Christian faith. He eats. He has a meal. Who doesn't love to eat? But as he eats the Passover feast with his disciples, he gives them some new instructions, a new commandment that I give to you. But before he gives that commandment, he does something to his disciples. He takes off his outer garment and he begins to wash their feet. Now you can think about that in terms of what you might think of about 12 guys who are wearing sandals, living in Judea and Israel, having lovely feet, I'm sure, that are probably sparkling clean. Probably not. This is gross. It's kind of nasty. But Jesus shows what he is all about. He has not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. The one who created all of the disciples' feet, the one who's created this world that we live in, the one who's created you and me, is on his hands and knees washing his disciples' feet. And he looks at them in the midst of all of this and says, Do you understand what I've done for you? Not really. I mean, my feet are nice now, Jesus, but what's the whole idea here? And he looks at his disciples and he simply says, A new commandment I give to you. And what is that commandment? Eat your vegetables, get your eight hours of sleep, Drink 64 ounces of water a day. What is it that Jesus tells his disciples? Go read your scriptures. Read at least three chapters a day. Pray seven times a day. Give at least 10% in the offering plate. What does he tell his disciples? The hardest thing for us to do. Love one another. Love one another. Well, how do we do that, Jesus? And Jesus doesn't give them instructions. He doesn't say, well, if somebody is nice to you, you can turn around and be nice to them. Or if somebody has done some great things for you, you can turn around and do great things for them. Jesus is not about karma, all right? That whole karma business doesn't fit within Christianity. Because if that was really the case, then Jesus would have told his disciples, as you go out, start washing everybody else's feet. But he tells them something even greater, more profound, that changes the world and moves the world up on the side of their ear, confused about what this means. He simply says to his disciples, don't live for yourself. Love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. And the last time I looked in the mirror, I really loved myself. Even though I 
am not the greatest of people. I'm not the greatest pastor. I'm not the greatest husband or father or friend or whatever else it is. I'm genuinely infatuated and in love with myself, and you are the same way as well. You can't get over yourself each and every day. How many times are you constantly thinking about you and what's in the world going on for you and how does this affect me and what's in this for me and everything else? And Jesus finally says here tonight, I'm giving you a new commandment. Love one another. Well, what does that mean? How do we do this? Give us some guidelines, Jesus. Give us 10 points to make us better people who will love more people. Give us whatever it is. And you notice that Jesus doesn't sit here and prescribe it because it doesn't matter what he would tell you to do. That's because love is for one another is simply by taking the focus off of you and being concerned about somebody else. You might say, well, hey, give us some of this love. And as John says, we love because he first loved us. And that's what's so great about Maundy Thursday or Holy Thursday is, is that when Jesus says to his disciples, a new commandment I give to you, go love one another, he doesn't leave them simply stuck in the law. He doesn't leave them saying, I'm going to be watching you. I'm going to be making sure that you're loving that person who really annoys you and that you're going to give to that greedy bum on the side of the street that you know doesn't really need the money. It's true, right? We have a hard time with these things. In the giving of this commandment, though, of loving one another, he gives also a covenant. A covenant is a promise. And he simply says to us here tonight, yes, love one another. And when you fail at this and you're going to fail miserably, I can chalk up numerous ways today that I have failed in loving my neighbor. And if you're not so sure about it, get in the passenger seat of my car sometime. You can see how much love I have for traffic. When we fail, Jesus says, here is the covenant in my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of those sins, for the forgiveness of the times when you have not loved your husband or your wife or your kids or your next door neighbor or your fellow co-workers. Constantly over and over, Jesus tells us, yes, to love one another, but he strengthens us and gives us himself here tonight through the forgiveness of sins that we heard just a moment ago i forgive you all of your sins they are gone they are blotted out but what's even greater about all of this is, is that he prepares for you a meal and this is not just a memorial meal these are not things that symbolize jesus or symbolize his body or symbolize his blood this truly is Jesus coming to you this night under the forms of bread and wine so that we can feast, so that we can eat with God, so that we can be in communion with God and all of his grace and his love that he pours out for you. 
In this meal, you bring all of the failures, all of the times you have not shown love to your neighbor. He takes it all upon Jesus and his cross, and he gives to you his life-giving body and blood to eat and to drink. And in doing this, in participating in this wondrous meal, he also strengthens your faith. And as one of our prayers says after communion, that we pray that God would strengthen our faith in him and in our fervent love toward one another. Jesus gives you the gifts. He gives you the commandment, yes, but he also gives you the covenant and the promise that yes, even though you cannot do this on your own, you don't want to do this on your own and neither do I, I will feed you, I will cleanse you, I will free you from your sin, your guilt, and your shame, and I will be the one who will love you because I have first loved you. That's what all tonight is about. As he's facing his own betrayal and death, as he's getting ready to go to the cross, he's not worried about himself. He has his disciples in mind. He has you and me in mind, and he gives out himself holy and freely through his word and through this meal so that you may be strengthened in a world that doesn't love you or me all the time. In a world that doesn't want to follow this commandment all the time. We, might know, we may go out here from tonight changed and renewed and strengthened, not only in our love for God and all that he's given to us, but most importantly, our fervent love for one another in our thoughts our words and our deeds tonight is not about you necessarily and what you're bringing to god tonight is about us remembering that god has given us this new commandment and it's not that complicated love one another but he's also given us that new covenant that by his shed blood all of your sins are forgiven, and by his precious body and blood, which you take into yourself here tonight, you are changed. You are his beloved children, and you definitely now have the power to love one another, because God in Christ Jesus has loved you first. To Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.